Hello, beautiful people. Welcome or welcome back to the Illuminate with Lizzie podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Q, and you are in for a treat today. I'm super excited for you all to listen to this episode where I have the honor of interviewing Gabriella Alziari, also known as Spirituality Gabriella on Instagram. And I know that I say I'm super excited for every episode, but for this one in particular, my heart is just bursting with joy because there is truly so much magic to it. As I was listening to the recording again, I found myself smiling throughout it because again, there is so much goodness packed in here. So I am stoked for you all to receive, receive, receive whatever you're meant to from this episode as well. I absolutely love talking about esoteric topics and we definitely do that in this episode. From soul families to twin flames to karmic partners to karmic debt, from spiritual gifts to embracing your spiritual gifts, we touch on a lot. Gabriella and I are really open and honest about the spiritual journey here, and I'm so thankful to be able to share this with you all. Now, before I make this intro way longer than it needs to be, I hope that you all enjoy this lovely conversation. And without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Gabriella, to the Illuminate with Lizzie podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. So the very first question I would love to ask you is, what does illuminating from within mean to you? And when do you feel like you illuminate from within? Mm, Cool question. Okay. (laughs) Illuminating from within means to me that I'm able to access my own inner light, which is the light of my soul. So -hmm. that means being fully authentic to myself and who I am no longer people pleasing, letting go of some of the old patterns and tendencies and just letting myself be the creative, joyful, playful, silly, fascinating creature that I came here to be. Yeah. And when do I feel like this? Um, Most definitely when I'm doing my work, you know, I am a channeler. So Mm -hmm. for my work, I'm connecting to my intuition. And I really feel like I can feel my soul like coming online Mm -hmm. in those sessions. That is absolutely beautiful. Um, And you spoke a little bit about your work for listeners that don't know you yet. Could you give a little bit more background about what you do and who you are? Yeah. So I'm an intuitive channeler. So I work with spirit guides. Each of us has a team of guides and Usually we have around seven to 12 spirit guides who are basically souls that used to be humans and they are assigned to help you in your lifetime because they have navigated similar challenges or lessons. And it's really fascinating to see what their advice is. They have no filter. So every session is unique and fun, very, very different. Yeah. And yeah. Prior, you know, I I also am a coach, so I help people navigate basically the spiritual lessons that we undergo in our life. It's a whole range of things, but usually around how to build their confidence and just lead a more authentic life. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you always been, also thank you for that intro, have you always been in tune with your spirit guides or did you awaken to this? I know that everybody has had a different awakening journey. So how was it for you when you discovered your connection to the spiritual realm? Yeah, you know, it definitely was a multi-layered thing. When I was a child, I felt very connected to angels and Mm -hmm. I would read a lot of books about angels and I just would feel their presence. But I never really took it anywhere. Like I didn't channel. It really channeled into my art, if anything, when I was Mm -hmm. a kid. And then I had a long period of time where I was working in a corporate job and I pretty much cut it off. It just became like a hobby, something I would read about on the side, but I wasn't actively practicing anything other than my daily meditation. And then about three years ago now, I started a YouTube channel for my tarot pick a card readings. Mm -hmm. And that is when spirit started really speaking through me. And when I got confirmation from other people that clearly I am intuitive and I am psychic. And that's something I had no idea about. So that's when it really came online in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times when a lot of kids actually have so many gifts that they start to remember once they get older or awaken to 
this spiritual part of life. And your journey sounds pretty, there's similar parts of it as to mine as well. When I was younger, I was very connected to angels and I didn't actually remember how strong of a connection I had to them until I went through my spiritual awakening, which I was in a dark place in my life. And it was, others may know it as a dark night of the soul, but it really awakened me to this whole nother part of life that was always there, but I had to reconnect with that. And and I found my connection again with my angels. And then I was also in the corporate realm. And it feel I feel like that is actually a lot of people's stories at this time. They may be stuck doing something that they don't actually love, but that they feel like they have to because of society and because of programming. What gave you the courage to really let that go? Because for me, it was, I waited till the last second until I let it go. And I really want others to to find that courage within them before the universe really takes it away from them. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely empathize with that. I had a lot of fear about mm-hmm. leaving my corporate job. And you know, the funny thing is we also trick ourselves. So I had tricked myself that that was meant to be my identity. I was supposed mm-hmm. to become some C-suite leader. Oh, yeah. And the the weird thing is, you know, internally, it never felt right to me. I always felt friction internally, but it was a long process of really unlearning and getting very real with myself. I had a lot of coaches. I joined a lot of spiritual communities. I did a lot of inner child healing yeah. and I would just say over time, it's like my soul was screaming louder and louder and louder, and then I just couldn't ignore it anymore. But truly, I would never have been able to have left the corporate world if it were not for my community of other spiritual women who really held the vision for me and helped me make the leap. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important to have to be able to meet others that are where your soul actually knows where it wants to be or is doing something similar to what you want to be doing. And it's very expansive with manifestation and bringing things into reality in the physical realm, being able to see somebody else do what you are interested in doing and be happy with that and successful with that is very empowering. Um, So Yeah. yeah. And that's why I love having these conversations is because the more people that are able to hear other people doing something that they may be getting the inner nudge to do, then the more people are going to actually take that leap of faith and follow what their intuition is telling them. Yeah, totally. And you know, something interesting is I actually had a really powerful dream about two months before I quit my corporate job. It was a dream of all of my, I like to call them my spiritual sisters, like people who had already made the leap and were already sharing their gifts with their communities. And they were in this beautiful waterfall. And I was standing on the side just watching them. And in the entire dream, I was just watching them, just observing. And then at the last second, I just dipped my toe in. And I was like, hmm, okay. And I kind of glided in and then I woke up. And two months later, I quit the job. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's crazy how your soul already knows. Like you already know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time before it happens. Yeah. I remember the beginning. I think it was the beginning of 2022. I remember it was New Year's Day and I put in my calendar, I wrote down, by December 31st, 2022, I will quit my corporate job. And then mm-hmm. I forgot about that. And then these, yeah. this whole spiral of events happened. But I remember that notification coming up the end of the year. And it was like, holy Whoa. crap. I just, I just knew I had to do it. And the more that we resist what's actually meant for us, it's actually quite painful. And I just don't want anybody to have to feel this pain when it's really just our egos trying to hold us down. Yeah, that is so true. That's so true. And, you know, they say what resists, what we resist persists. Oh, yeah. And it's true. It just gets louder and louder. And it's interesting because, of course, once I gave my notice and decided to quit, Within a week, I had so many opportunities coming Mm -hmm. in, and it was literally one of those amazing moments where you see the power of your choice and how you really are co-creating your reality. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It was wild. 
Yeah, especially when you act in alignment, the universe really does have our back. And it's so beautiful when we sometimes we expect things to just happen right then and there, or have this huge safety net right there to catch us um, before we take a leap of faith. But really, when we have that trust, and that knowingness is when we're met with that beauty as well from the universe. Yeah, yeah. We have to leap first a lot of the times, which Mm -hmm. is where people get a little bit stuck. And I know I did too. But really, once you leap is when you can see how amazing and abundant the universe is. It will will just literally knock your socks off. But it is amazing. (laughs) As long as you leap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Going back to your spiritual awakening, did certain events happen to where you were pretty much launched into that awakening or was it more of a gradual process because again it is different for everybody yeah it was both it was both I had a really painful separation with someone who I'm actually now with Mm -hmm. is my partner and it's so funny because again it's such a lesson and everything is energy but I met you know my partner and I was really looking to him to heal a lot of my inner wounds that I didn't know were there. I was looking to him as a father figure and, you know, he wasn't reciprocating at the time. And I went through the deepest pain I've ever been through in my life. Um, I speak about this, but, you know, he's my twin flame. And that is a concept that some people know about. And, you know, it was really painful. I actually quite literally felt like I was dying. My mm-hmm. body was um, just, I had no energy. I felt like someone was stabbing me in the chest and that lasted for like two years. Mm-hmm. So of course I naturally gravitated to doing a lot of healing, a lot of shadow work, yeah. a lot of um, reprogramming around my own relationship with my father. Yeah. And two and a half years later, he came back into my life because I was healed. Now we're in a relationship. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny how it's all energy. Yeah. Yeah. It really is all energy. And it it's always happening for you and not to you. And we are always able to connect the dots looking back in hindsight. And when we're in it, it's like, why is this happening to me? It almost feels unfair at times. Yes. And, you know, something very interesting is I believe that he was brought into my life as a trigger for me to do all of this healing. And when I met him, I was in my corporate job. Mm -hmm. Over the two years of healing, I stepped into my own business. I now have my own business. And it was only until then, when I was really being authentic to who I am, that he came back into my life. Yeah. So I think that was part of the journey is I had to be truly authentic to myself. Absolutely. And it's interesting how we actually have made these agreements with these people prior to coming into this lifetime of, okay, you're going to trigger this in me so that I can step into my most authentic self. And when you come back to that remembrance, there's always love there, whether it be a twin flame, whether it be a karmic partner, whether it be any anyone in your life where you just have a soul contract with. And someone that came into my life was actually a karmic partner that triggered me into my awakening. And I was in a really dark place after that soul contract ended. And I had so much, so much pain in my heart. But then when I awoken and remembered this soul contract and learned about soul contracts and how certain people come into your life for specific reasons and to really help you. Underneath it all, there was love. And that's when I was able to find forgiveness. And it launched me into my self-love journey. So again, every time that we may be going through a painful situation or feel like something is just happening to us, it's always really beneficial for us to try and reframe even when it may hurt. Um, Everything is truly happening for us. That is so true. I have a guru in this lifetime. He's Mm -hmm. like a 73-year-old man that I met at Trilogy, a yoga studio here in San Diego. Yes. And he always says, spirit doesn't give you what you want. Spirit gives you what you need. Mm -hmm. And just that framing has been so helpful for me because I've noticed since diving into this healing journey and really taking it as my responsibility, when something happens in my life, now I ask, okay, how is this serving me and what is the lesson here as opposed to falling into the victim mentality of why me, why me out of all of the people Mm -hmm. and just that shift alone has been 
really helpful. I've noticed like you transmute the energy and the lesson so much faster when you can yeah. think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to transmute that energy is very powerful because we take our power back by doing so. And we never have to do it alone because the spirit realm really wants to help us. That's what we came here for, to evolve, to heal, to grow, and to wake up to a new way of living, to how the new earth really wants us to live. Yeah. And there's so much that's shifting right now, you know, especially as we step into this year in particular, because I channel, I keep hearing from spirit that there is more light being sent to earth and that the last few years, especially with COVID, was like a lot of karmic cleansing. And I know because I felt that, my clients felt that, I'm sure you felt that too. There's a lot of cleansing, a lot of dark nights of the soul. But I feel finally there's a collective shift that's happening where there's more light and we're also more open as a collective to trusting in what's unseen. Like you feel it, but it's not necessarily physical 3D evidence yet. Mm -hmm. And we can feel energy a lot better than we used to. And I feel like that's so powerful because that is the new earth. Yeah, it really is a new earth. And that's been coming up a lot for me too. And when my angels are communicating with me, there's so much energy around the new earth and really, really focus on it. I remember when this came up at first, I was like, okay, what's what's this new earth term that's happening right now? Like the new paradigm shift. I keep hearing it. I keep seeing it as through synchronicity as well. And finally coming to understand it is it's this huge movement, this huge shift. And there is a lot more light coming into earth through indigo children, through rainbow children. I mean, so many more kids are really now embracing their gifts. And it's so exciting to see especially when parents are able to allow them to to really connect with their higher self to the spiritual realm and just be their most authentic selves as they can be. I know. It's so special. It's funny because when I was channeling earlier, it was exactly about this. It was about indigo children and rainbow children. Mm-hmm. There are so many that are being sent to earth right now at this time. I feel like a new portal has opened up. And I also, especially because of the nature of my work, I meet so many parents who are parenting in such a different way where they do allow their kids to be creative. And it's okay if their kid doesn't want to stay in a room locked up all day practicing math problems, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay. And just giving that permission is really allowing us to set like a whole new foundation for what's to come. So I'm really excited about all the children that are coming because they have the greatest gifts ever. They're so powerful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And really being able to hone in on that at such an early age and not have to go through this whole forgetting with with society and programming, trying to put this veil over you. It's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll be much more authentic for they don't need to go through the same journey that we went through necessarily. I mean, I'm sure they'll go through different things, but yeah. the uh, brainwashing or the loss of self and then having to refine yourself, mm-hmm. you know, I feel a lot like we've done a lot. We've done a lot of healing and a lot of times it's been hard because as any spiritual person or leader, you kind of feel like you are carving the path while you're on it Mm -hmm. and you know that you're laying the groundwork and that if other people want to join you great but sometimes other people don't understand and that's been that's been hard honestly Mm -hmm. but wouldn't trade it for the world yeah yeah exactly that's exactly what came to mind when you said carving the path really and laying the groundwork because it's it's a lot of work but anything for people that are coming in and those that are awakening to have them have a smoother ride (laughs) in their journey, really. Yes, yes, totally. And there's such a special like vibration energetically when you know that there are others who are attuned to this Mm -hmm. way of life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for anyone who's listening, it doesn't matter if you have just stepped into it or if you've been on this journey for like 15 years. It's not about the time. It's more about the intention. But um, anyone can... Anyone can live in this way, 
But I will say that the friends I have who are like my real soul family, I literally feel like a different energetic vibration. And it makes me cry. I was listening to my friends Instagram live this morning, and I literally had like a huge <laughs> activation. Yeah. I started crying. And yeah. like, wow, this is so sacred. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful when you're able to connect with others that just understand and get you and have that soul language because again, it is that transmission of energy. It's almost like as someone that is attuned to that energy is speaking, it's that remembrance of, oh, our souls have gone way back. And now we're like, we're doing this together and really, yeah. really creating the future together by doing what we yeah. love. Yes. And it is just so amazing how everything is so interwoven like when I look back since I moved to California for example all of the people that have come in it is statistically so improbable that so many people who are so gifted would come into my life at that time exactly mm -hmm. but I know that my soul planned it that way so that I could leave my corporate job and yeah. help teach and become who I really am meant to be so that in itself is just incredible Absolutely. For people that are calling in their soul family, what advice would you give them to really be able to connect with those that are able to help them in their journey and are at the same frequency that they are? Yeah, I think that, you know, I'm going to speak practically at first. For me, when I first found my soul family, it was online because I was living in DC. Mm. I was living in a very kind of dense environment. It's also a very political environment. And I found a lot of like solace and comfort in just building an online community. And I just started posting about spiritual stuff. And I always tell people, just put yourself out there, you know, whatever it is that's in your heart, somebody out there is going to resonate with it. And, you know, I met one of my dear sisters and close friends by doing that we literally both joined a call and just became best friends from that zoom call <laughs> so you just never know what can happen so I always say put yourself out there and then the second thing is just really feeling into the energy like the vibration that you feel from somebody because that's going to help you understand like what is most aligned so, like mm -hmm. if you feel that that person is inspiring or that you really resonate with something that they're saying you'll probably feel it even in your heart you'll yeah. want to move towards them it's like this magnetic pull mm -hmm. and then on the flip side you know sometimes people say things that we don't really vibrate with energetically so yeah. give yourself permission to not let that be your person and there's always someone out there for everybody yeah yeah I remember when I was trying to call on my soul family when I was living in California I had to acknowledge that I had to make room for that as well by letting go of people that I knew weren't serving me anymore. And that was one of the most difficult things because having connections with people that really served me for a good amount of my life and then acknowledging maybe I do have to move away from this was painful. But it was also, there was also a knowing inside of me that if I were to do that, I was opening up space for what was more aligned with me to come my way. And I'm wondering if you had to, if you have a similar experience with that as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it continues to happen, you know, because as you reach lighter energetic waves, you honestly can't have the same relationships that you used to because you feel energy much more deeply and with the work I do, you know, I'm clairsentient. I feel things in my body a lot. Mm -hmm. So you know, my ability to hold space for people in the way that maybe I could once is not the same as how it is now. And it's funny because there definitely were relationships I had in my life, which were definitely still good friends, but a little bit more superficial. You know, we weren't like as spiritually attuned or talking about the things that I yeah. love talking about. And, you know, some of them have kind of just fallen away naturally, but there were other relationships where I had to set really strong boundaries. And that includes with clients that I worked with, mm -hmm. you know, and they always say, what got you here is not what's going to get you there. And you can think about that either in terms of your spiritual growth and ascension, or even, you know, if you have a business, like your business growth. And I just keep reminding myself of that because it's okay. Like a tree, things fall away yeah. and we grow and we become a new and that's great. 
Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Exactly. Like a tree, it's, it's just like nature just changes and we have to trust that. For your spiritual journey, have you ever felt resistance in continuing on or being like, is this really for me? Because again, there are really tough times sometimes. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I still struggle with this all the time because spirit has a funny way of giving you lessons and I'm saying it with humor. (laughs) So it's like, okay, is there like a single area of my life that you won't touch? It just feels like every single part of my life, every facet, there's something that needs to be worked through. You know, it started with love and then it started with my inner kind of like family wounds and then it goes to your career of course and your self-esteem and everything your finances it will touch everything and naturally there has been resistance really at every part of the journey to be honest there's always this like oh do I really have to go in like I thought I healed but Mm -hmm. oh there's more healing to do and I'm just gonna fall down this big dark (laughs) hole you know that's how it feels yeah but I will say over time it's become faster, Mm -hmm. like in our 3D human time to actually go through that healing, Mm because I'm less scared. I know now that I have a contract, and I'm living it out. And it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when we're aware of that, it's like, okay, I can do this is really just conjuring up the uh, motivation and just, I mean, not even motivation, really just belief that you can get through it. And trying not to elongate the karmic cycles that we are experiencing totally and you know I've tried all different types of things one of the goddesses I've worked with a lot is Kali Mm. who is known to you know really change your life I'll just say that and can be super powerful but at the same time very activating and can kind of bring up a lot of darkness in order for it to be released yeah and yeah I mean the less afraid I've gotten of my healing, the more powerful I've become as a healer, a channeler in my own relationship with myself and spirit. So I know it's all for my best interest now. And that's something I didn't know at the beginning. So I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And it really is all a journey of coming back home to yourself. You know, the goddesses, the gods, the angels, the spirit guides that we work with, ascended masters, All they want us to know is that everything they know we have within us as well. And it's up to us to really allow that to to come out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and being able to continue on in learning and growing and connecting with this divinity in ourselves, coming back home to the divine nature that we are is really all this journey is. Yeah. And, you know, I say this with some humor, but there's like that little bit of separation, which can be kind of helpful where you are source and you know that you're source, you're one and the same. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're living in this human avatar. So my avatar is Gabriella, my physical body, you know, my soul is so much more abundant and so much wiser than right now, right here. And, you know, that can kind of be helpful because you can almost pull yourself out of whatever it is you're going through, regardless of how hard it might feel. And I always think of it as like your soul is looking down at your body. Mm. And even that is, you know, obviously you don't want to go too far with it. But I think that's helpful because you can be like, oh, Gabriella, you know, she's just going through this moment and she's going to get through it. There's an evolution. Yeah. 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 There is an evolution. There were a lot of times, you know, when I would be what you just described right there, really looking at the physical vessel and reminding myself, okay, this is my human avatar. I am a soul in a physical vessel having a temporary life experience. And I remembered that, that I had to come back to that remembrance a lot when I was going through my health journey, because when Mm -hmm. your physical vessel isn't feeling the greatest, oh my goodness, it's such this. I feel like it's even more work to reconnect and to remind yourself that this also is temporary. Yes. I think that, you know, health challenges, especially anything that is like your physical body, I think those are some of the hardest contracts that souls have signed up for because, you know, part of this journey is realizing that they're 
the physical body is just the physical body and we have mm-hmm. the soul. But wow, I mean, how hard that is if you've signed up for a physical health <laughs> lesson to remind yourself of, uh-huh. if it's literally screaming you in the face every single day. Yeah, I think that that is super challenging. So seriously, yes, I, I commend you for going through all of that. That is like the deepest healing that there is. Thank you. Thank you. There were a lot of times when I was just like, why did I sign up for the health contract? <laughs> and yeah, I know. Yeah, but I am on the other side and I know that it happened for me. So I, although it was one of the most intense experiences of my life, I'm glad mm-hmm. that I went through it and that I am done with that contract. I know I know yeah you know I had like a two-year health contract as well when I was doing my graduate degree Mm -hmm. I got really bad uh, gut problems it was so Mm -hmm. painful that I had to just lie in my bed and I literally couldn't move for a while and it took a really long time to heal and the funny thing is a lot of the clients that I'm working with now they have gut issues. Mm -hmm. And one thing I share with them is, you know, your gut center is like a very deep intuitive center. And a lot of times it is like a big initiation or activation. Mm -hmm. And it's also like your body is screaming at you to really take care of, you know, your gut. And I'm watching them as they're becoming so intuitive and they're learning to connect more to that part of themselves. So with everything, you know, there is a silver lining. It's just finding it, which can be the challenge. Yeah. yeah. And I also feel like health issues arise, like you said, to initiate us. Yeah, I had gut problems as well. That was part of the health journey for me. And it was like the more that the longer I stayed in my corporate job, the worse it got. And it was so interesting because mm-hmm. you really are able to connect all the dots And you also even know it um, subconsciously or consciously as you're going through it. (laughs) Yes, true, true. I had the exact same experience. You know, it first started for me when I was doing my graduate school degree, something that I thought I should do. Mm -hmm. And then graduated, I was in the working world for a while and was working crazy hours, like 14 hours a day. I was super burned out. I felt so separated from myself. I remember waking up one day and looking at myself in the mirror And I had these huge bags under my eyes. I looked gaunt because I was not eating much during the day. I was just having coffees to kind of keep myself awake. Mm -hmm. Just so much screen time. And I just asked myself, like, is this really worth it? And Mm -hmm. I had asked myself this question many times. But that was like the moment where I just I gave in. Like I was so physically exhausted. And I was just like, no, this is never going to be worth it. You know, my health is never worth it. And that's when I decided to quit. So... Yeah, sometimes it's like things rear their ugly head until you really have to listen to your soul. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I think that the universe has a, okay, that gives you gentle nudges and then more nudges, those nudges get more intense until it's like, okay, you need to listen up or, you know, we're really going to have to take this away from you. Yes, yes. That's been my experience. You know, it's almost like a warning. It's like, okay, heed our call. We're going to give you a few little signs, <laughs> but it's going to get more intense if you keep yeah. ignoring it. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That's the path we signed up for. Oh, yeah. When you were going through or when you were still in the corporate realm, were you tuning into your spirituality where you were using your gifts and speaking with spirit at that time? I was. And that was really my freedom. You know, I didn't at the beginning, but the last three years is when I was really every single weekend I was doing my channeling and it became my freedom. It was like during the week, Monday to Friday, I hated my life. (laughs) But then Saturday, Sunday, I loved my (laughs) life. And I started to see these glimpses into what it would feel like to have a real spiritual community and really to get to create that for myself. And I was channeling a lot. I was writing my journal a lot, getting a lot of insights. And it took three years. So it wasn't a fast process by any means. It was three years of a big lesson in trusting myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I knew when the moment was that I was supposed to quit. And I also believe in divine timing. I was learning a lot of lessons during that time. So there is beauty in the three-year process that I had. 
but it was it was really good and and I was getting stronger insights the the longer I committed to connecting to spirit. Yeah. Yeah, divine timing is a beautiful thing. When you were channeling and stuff, did you ever question am I actually channeling? Is this really do I really have these gifts? Was there ever a time where you, where you were like am I just going bonkers because for me <laughs> there was definitely a time where I was like is this real? And my angels kept reiterating to me, yes, we're here. We're with you. We're real. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, I had no idea what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, getting the feedback from my YouTube viewers was really an important part of my process because the comments were so interesting. People were saying, oh my gosh, that reading was so accurate. It literally felt like you have cameras in my room. Like that was the most specific reading ever. People were claiming that I was psychic way long before I ever Mm -hmm. would claim that for myself. Mm -hmm. And so it was important to have other people as mirrors in the journey. But one thing I noticed, and I will say this is a helpful tip for anyone where you might be confused, is the tone that the messages were coming through in is very different from how I personally speak. Mm -hmm. Like there were certain words and language, which would just sound way more formal than anything I would ever say. So I always had this like, Hmm, I don't think that's me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I can relate to that as well. Your vocabulary is expanded when you're channeling and when spirit is speaking through you. Mm hmm. Totally. A lot of times words I don't even know the meaning to, I would have to Google them. And I was like, oh, that's what that means. So, you know, that can be a helpful way to know that you are channeling something other than yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you ever experience pushback from people that were basically like, okay, what are you doing here? You do not have these spiritual gifts or anything like that. And how did you navigate that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I feel like everyone, you know, it it literally felt like everyone in my 3D life that I could see kind of just thought, okay, Gabby's just being Gabby. She's just running away with the fairies. Like, we'll just let her do her thing. Some of them loved me for it and they didn't really care. But I definitely had people who had a lot of resistance to what I was doing. And even like the mere mention of tarot cards or my YouTube channel would really trigger them and they would shut down completely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was hard for me to navigate because here I had this online community that was so supportive of me Mm -hmm. who I had never met, didn't even know their faces or their names really. But yeah, and then I it wasn't quite that way in my physical reality. And now, you know, three years later, everything's changed where now in my physical reality, almost everyone I interact with is spiritual in some way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was definitely hard to navigate. And I think that contributed to the time period of three years. You know, even on my corporate team, I distinctly remember my boss playing some random video about how someone had researched psychics and claimed that every single psychic was fake. And here's evidence why. And I just remember sitting there like, oh, my God, I hope they don't find my YouTube channel. And of course, you know, someone found it and shared it with other people on my team. And, you know, it was all meant to happen because that's who I am. And I just had to learn that these might not be my people. And now I know they're not. So it's okay. Nothing to lose. But at the time, I was definitely really scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember also being worried if anybody I was speaking a lot to spiritual stuff on TikTok, especially when I first started awakening. And that was kind of my outlet of being able to connect with others that just understood what I was saying. And mm-hmm. it almost felt like it felt better for me to connect with them than people in the 3D yeah. realm at that time, because I hadn't brought in more of my soul family yet. But it's mm-hmm. so interesting how it can be scary. And I just realized that the more authentic you are to yourself, that's all you really can do. And by doing that, even if you may get pushback from others, you learn how to really navigate that and just get thicker skin as you continue going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it is redirection as well. 
And one thing that was really interesting for me is the month before I gave my notice, Mm -hmm. I was actually signed up to lead these two conferences at my corporate job. Like I was meant to be the one leading the entire thing. I hadn't, you know, I was not the one who put my name in the hat, but I was chosen to do it. And I was supposed to do a lot of travel like to Europe at the time. And it was so interesting because it kept getting like rescheduled and pushed back. And then it was kind of like too many cooks in the kitchen. And it was so funny because around that time, my YouTube channel was really blowing up. Like things were going really well. I was getting so many readings and I kept noticing, hmm, it's like things are falling out of alignment for my corporate career and they're falling in alignment for my spiritual business. Mm -hmm. And that in itself was just so interesting. So sometimes you can see these little signs that are pointing you towards your future. Yeah. Yeah. Those little things where the universe is like, Hey, are you noticing that this is happening? Are you noticing us? We're here for you. Yeah. And it it really takes a level of awareness too, to really understand like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is really truly happening for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having for those where it's hard to trust the intuition I have used signs, like asking for signs as something in my life that has really helped me. And I post about it on Instagram a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, you know, it's a funny thing, but mine is the green frog. Yeah, I asked for a green frog, you know, for a specific situation. And I kid you not, there's been so many crazy synchronistic things where it's no longer coincidence. I know it's not. It's just the timing is unbelievable. So, yeah, I think that can be really powerful, too. Yes, asking for signs from the universe is very powerful, especially when it's in alignment and it just comes up in ways that you just could have never expected. I remember asking for a sign of a bunny for a specific situation and there were just so many moments when I was like, okay, no, that was a coincidence, that was a coincidence. And then I went on a run this morning and a literal bunny just came (laughs) out of nowhere and just stood in front of me. I was like, all right, there I you go. Yeah. I know. They're I believe like, you now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's Aww. beautiful. When you were talking about soul families and how you met your twin flame, I kind of want to go back to that. How were you able to distinguish that this was your twin flame instead of a karmic partner or another soulmate? That is such a great question, because this is a big this is a big topic. You know, So the first sign that was interesting is I actually met my twin flame on Hinge Mm -hmm. and I got this voice in my head that said, now you're going to meet him and everything's going to be okay." And I just thought, huh, that's kind of weird. You know, I've never had a voice in my head about anybody else. So I knew there was some spiritual thing there. But I would say the main thing I experienced was like this, the energy of it. It was truly the energy of it. Like when I met him in person, It was like this strange combination of feeling like, okay, this is my life partner, which is something I've never felt before, but I felt hugely activated. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like this is a piece of my soul that I didn't know was like walking around in the earth. Mm -hmm. And now, Mm -hmm. now I know. And literally from that day forward, there was not like a single moment that I didn't think of him every day or didn't miss him or didn't want to heal like with and for him in a way. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was just really interesting. But I will say, you know, I had other relationships between the moment I met my twin flame and, you know, us being together. And some of them were definitely with karmic partners. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those can, those can be hard too, but they're all for our growth. But I would just say the energy that I feel with my twin flame is completely different. It's like, I've known him for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. It's like the deepest like mm-hmm. vibrational pull that I have ever felt. Yeah, that is so beautiful. Do you feel like everybody has a twin flame in this lifetime if they are on the spiritual journey? I think that everybody technically has a twin flame, but not in this lifetime. Like I don't think everybody incarnates with their twin flame in this lifetime, mm-hmm. partly um, to try and protect yourself so that by the time that you meet your twin flame, you are able to go through the healing. Yeah. Because let me yeah. tell you, it is one of the most like intense, painful, difficult journeys that a soul can sign up for. Mm-hmm. And so I think our soul's 
you know, if you are to decide on a soul level that you're going to incarnate with your twin flame in this lifetime, mm-hmm. you really like have to give yourself, your human body, the support, like the the network, also just the confidence and the trust that you will get through the dark night of the soul that comes oh, with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Because so, it is yeah. a huge initiation to reunite with your divine counterpart. How do you feel when you hear people say, oh, I want to manifest my twin flame? Because I have heard this a good amount lately, and I don't think that your twin flame is someone that you need to manifest or that you should be really trying to just Mm. bring into your life. Because if they were truly your twin flame, you are meant to meet this person anyways, regardless. Yeah, honestly, I would like that's a crazy thing to to try and do yeah. as someone who's been through it you know <laughs> it's not something that you even want to try to manifest like if your soul is meant to go through it you will meet your twin flame naturally mm-hmm. like spirit will naturally put them in your path yeah. yeah and it will only be at the moment where you are meant to go through like the deepest most profound healing so to try and manifest that yeah it's just not doesn't make sense yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like people are really using this twin flame term lately from what I've seen and trying to put this label on maybe a toxic relationship that they're in or this karmic relationship that they're in and allowing it to continue to add fuel to a relationship or something that they should not be connected to anymore. Totally. Yes. And it is, it does make me really sad because as we know, there have been people that have used this concept to basically brainwash other people when they're in a vulnerable place. And a lot of us have been in relationships. Most of our relationships are actually karmic anyways. Mm -hmm. We sign up to, we sign up to clear karma and learn lessons, but the probability that somebody's in a genuine twin flame connection in this lifetime, it's already pretty slim. It usually is your last incarnation on earth. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's mm-hmm. it's for a reason because you needed all of those lifetimes <laughs> yeah. of transmuting yeah. that pain to be wise enough to be able to get through it. So yeah. Yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. How do you feel about people that don't really understand the concept of karma and having to clear certain karma that they came into this lifetime to do? Like how would you explain karmic debt or karmic lessons to someone? Hmm. Good question. My goodness. Well, (laughs) I think that (laughs) I think that as a soul, we sign up to become as evolved as possible. Like that is really just to reawaken to who we truly are, which is an all loving, all expansive being. You're like a bubble of light. And karma is just like a combination of lessons that are designed to teach us that. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is that as you continue down the spiritual path, things don't actually get any easier, Mm -hmm. at least not in my opinion. They actually get harder, but you have more of an understanding of what's happening, which is that, okay, this karma or this lesson that I'm currently clearing is being sent to me so that I can grow as a soul. And really, we can take like financial struggles as an example. If you have like a really deep scarcity mindset, which I I did and you know that's something I still work on today, it's being brought to show you like can you still lean in? Can you still trust? Like how deeply do you trust yourself as a soul? Cuz at the end of the day, every soul has creation power and every soul has like destruction power. Mm-hmm. And every time we tell ourselves a narrative that is keeping us in like scarcity or like dark karma and we don't cleanse it, yeah. we're staying stuck at that level mm-hmm. as opposed to transmuting it and rising to the next level. So I do think it's helpful sometimes to think of like the different dimensions. It's like different steps that we can kind of work towards. And of course, it's not a linear journey, Yeah. but the lessons are presented to you so that you can grow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Why do you think that some, some people do awaken in this lifetime and some people don't? You know, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a choice. It's, it's a lot easier to stay where you are because you know it and it's comfortable and you know for me I can speak to my own personal experience it would have been easier for me to stay in my corporate job forever 
and for me to play the role that I was given from birth forever by others, which yeah. of course is it was projected onto me. It wasn't my soul's role in this lifetime. So you do have to make a conscious choice to do your healing and to move through the lessons that are given to you by spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not easy. You know, it, it can be very isolating. But those who do choose to go through the lessons, you become very powerful. I mean, I know, and I'll just say this as an example, even in the Reiki sessions that I yeah. do, the amount of like transformation that can happen in one hour is incredible. You know, people yeah. come in and they have something weird in their throat. And by the end of the hour, it's completely gone. And they're completely, you know, vibrating really high. Yeah. So yeah, you inherit um, just as much as you are working through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so beautiful how we are able to use these energy systems, this energetic healing to help others. And for people that don't really understand how that could be even possible, I mean, Mm. in the physical realm, there's so much that you can do physically, but energetically, there's this whole new world of of healing of modalities that the spirit realm can actually heal you. And I really understood that that was a huge lesson that I learned through my health journey is that the spirit Mm -hmm. realm can heal you. And being able to accept that was like crazy to me, but also I knew that deep down because spirit kept reminding me, but it is, it is really scary when you don't actually think that that spirit can heal. Yeah, totally. I always resonate when they say there's two main energies, there's like love and there's fear Mm -hmm. and you know, it's easy to stay in fear. So there's no judgment for people who are in fear. I was in fear for a long time. And it's something that you do eventually choose to transmute. But yeah, but when you choose love, love is like an energy of creation, and it's a powerful energy. And that's what all healing is. It's like this unconditional love of source. Yeah, that's what Reiki is too. Yeah. 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 How did you get into Reiki because I know that there's different times when certain ascended masters, I don't know if you felt this as well, but when certain ascended masters or goddesses want to work with you and they make that known. So I'm wondering if you really got that sign to go towards that. Yeah. You know, that was an interesting one because my mom was the one that wanted to do her Reiki certification. And she was like, hey, do you want to do it with me? So that's how I got into it. And I remember, you know, there's different levels to Reiki. And the first level is giving Reiki healing to yourself. But I broke the rules. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I broke the rules. And I practiced on my boyfriend at the time that night after getting my first level. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, my gosh. I've never felt so clear. Like I could see such a visible change in him. He was so clear. He was so like articulate. It just felt like all of this energy he had held on to, it had just been like magically taken away. And I thought, huh, whoa, this is crazy. There's something to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard similar stories about, you know, for example, women that maybe didn't have their period and after getting Reiki attuned, they get it that day. So there's definitely so much to it. And when you see those like physical evidence pieces, it really helps. Yeah. Yeah. That energy is so powerful and so real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And some of us are um, naturally more attuned to it anyways, just because our soul is older. Maybe we've kind of dipped our toe in those waters before. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I I literally feel it through my hands and I know immediately when what we call Reiki, that high vibrational energy is flowing through me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was practicing self-healing Reiki during my health journey. And it's, Mm. it's beautiful when you can actually feel that energy flow through you. It's very similar to when I'm meditating as well. And Honestly, I feel like there were times when I was doing self-healing on me before I even knew about Reiki. And when you are holding yourself or, yeah, working with those energies. And I do feel like it connects to past lives and the wisdom that we carry on from our past lives that we're not aware of yet. And I'm wondering if you have explored past lives and how that has helped you in your spiritual journey. Oh, yeah, that was a big one for me. You know, how I first started getting into spirituality was reading books on near-death experiences. When I was like 10 years old, I just found a random book. I thought it was so interesting, and I became Mm -hmm. obsessed with it. And then from there, I started reading about past lives. So 
Yes, I've done a lot of past life regressions, and many of them make sense because I was persecuted in past lives for being like a witch and trying to share my gifts in the community, and I was burned at the stake. And so, of course, it makes sense Mm -hmm. that A, I have these gifts in this lifetime, but B, in this lifetime, I chose to be able to share it and not be persecuted. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, I've still felt judgment, but this time I'm not being burned at the stake. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, I've seen so many past lives and a lot that are really dark, honestly, and really hard. And that was also a big piece of the puzzle for me with my twin flame connection was understanding where some of the kind of darker karma was that Mm -hmm. needed to be healed was definitely rooted in past lives as well. And um, in one of my past life regressions, you know, at the end, the practitioner called in my highest self and asked, when should Gabriella leave her corporate job? And in the recording, I said, August. And then I forgot about it, just like you. And after giving my notice, I was listening to the recording again randomly, and I had given my notice in August. And it was just one of those moments of, oh my gosh, your soul really does know everything. Yeah. So were you in a hip, were you hypnotized to go into the past life regression? Okay. Yeah. I know there's different ways of remembrance. It is something I'm interested in. So I'm like, wow, this is awesome. (laughs) It's so cool. You know, now I do past life readings as well. Mm -hmm. So it's different because the person, the client is not hypnotized. I'm just tapping into like their Akashic records. We open their records and then we can access their past lives And it's just so interesting seeing people's reactions because the number one thing I hear is that is so specific and that makes so much sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just so fascinating. I've seen so many different lifetimes for so many people. And I I do believe like when we surface that lifetime, we're also clearing the energy that's associated with it that might be kind of holding us back. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely seen some crazy stories, like people that are afraid of driving on the highway. And then after we find out the route that was in their past lives and we work on clearing that they're totally fine. They can do it. No problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how you can connect that when you, when it's brought to remembrance or awareness, because again, so many people have these unique skills or talents, or they may have this, these deja vu moments and they're like, what is this? Where does this come from? And I really do believe it has to do with our past lives and past incarnations or even past experiences on different planets or places in the world. Totally. Yeah. We've been to a lot of places, you know, as humans, I feel a lot of us have been really all over the stratosphere, the universe, there, there's so much more than just earth. And it, it blows my mind every time I reach deeper levels of recognition for that, but it also makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. I know I've been looking more into places like Lumeria or Atlantis and I'm like, I do feel these connections to them. And sometimes I really question, was I a mermaid in a past life? (laughs) Because the water is just so healing for me. It feels like home. I feel a completely different person by the water while some people really enjoy the mountains or the forest. So it's different for everybody. Yeah, there's all different star seeds for sure. Yeah, Atlantis is something that's been coming up a lot for me. Apparently, um, you know, Bermuda is known mm-hmm. to be one of the places where Atlantis yeah. was and where the crystal pyramids are. And when I was there over the holidays, I was receiving major activations like in my oh. body. So yeah. I fully believe that Atlantis yeah. was there. Yeah. Yeah. When you feel an activation in your body, does it feel healing? Do you feel more powerful or do you feel like a sense of nostalgia or anything like that? To be honest, usually it's really intense chills and it comes as a shock every time. Like I don't necessarily expect it's going to happen. It happened to me this morning. I was driving in my car. Somebody was talking about Twin Flames. Uh I was listening to it and I had this like major, you know, just like shaking, crying, like chills, chivers. But it's really amazing because I know that that is like spirit kind of moving through me and I wouldn't just randomly cry like that for no reason. Um, But after it's, I think of it as soul recognition, like there's something that is being activated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Soul recognition is so beautiful and so powerful because there's these little things and sometimes we don't expect it. Like you said, I mean, usually we never expect it. And then you're like, 
wow, this Mm -hmm. is hitting me in a completely different way. Totally. Yeah. Sometimes it happens to me in like a deep meditation. Mm -hmm. I think it's in the same way that, you know, an idea or a download will come to you. Mm -hmm. It's an activation of sorts as well, because some of the classes I've led, I'll be in Shavasana in a yoga class. And all of a sudden, the title to the class comes up in my mind. And it's this deep feeling of, okay, this idea or this inspiration was delivered to me. And now I'm the vessel to bring it to reality. Yeah. Yes. And that's also just magical as well as like we have the opportunity to bring these ideas or these gifts through our physical vessel to others. Something that I say is God or the universe continue to work miracles through me and for me. And it's like really using your physical vessel as a vessel of light and love, which is what we came here for. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's so special. It's just so beautiful. You can almost like see it in other people. I can see it in you very easily. (laughs) It's like I can feel the light emanating from you. And I feel, yeah, the more that you tell God, source, spirit that you want to work with them, Mm -hmm. the more you emanate that same light. And, you know, I always joke about it, but it's almost like people will notice that there's something different about you. They might not know exactly what it is, but they are pulled to it. And you walk into it, you take up more energetic space. Mm -hmm. It's because you're just more trusting of that connection. And it's magnetic too. Yeah. Like you said, it's magnetic. And really, it really comes down to the intention and, the universe can tell if you are coming from good intention. Um, Yeah. So I want everybody to remember that as well as just continue to let your heart lead the way because you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I don't remember what video it was, but on my YouTube channel, I was saying every time that I've followed my heart and it's really been like a pure heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've never been wrong. Like it's mm-hmm. never led me astray. No. But what has been wrong is my mental mind, other people's opinions, even when they're trying to help me. Mm-hmm. But my heart has never been wrong. And I think our heart is one of the most powerful energy centers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is one of the most powerful vibrations that there is. And miracles manifest through the vibration of love. Yeah, yeah it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What advice would you give to your younger self if you could talk to her at this time? Mm. I would just tell my younger self to play and follow whatever feels expansive and fun. Because, you know, I went through this long period where I was doing things that did not feel fun, did not really feel expansive. And it kind of took me off track and off course. I know why it happens. But yeah, I just imagine that if my younger self had continued to play and have fun and seek the moments of joy, I probably would be doing what I'm doing now much earlier. And Yeah. yeah, just giving permission to that younger version of me to just live life as it's meant to be lived, which is it's meant to be joyful. Yeah. Yeah. Life is meant to be joyful. It's meant to be in your authentic vibration, living your dharma, doing what lights you up. Life really is a beautiful thing. And we reincarnated here to really experience the whole experience, everything that life has to offer. And the extent of that feeling is really up to us. Totally. Yeah. 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 And just follow what you believe in, you know, what you believe in your heart and your soul is never going to lead you astray. Even if it's something like when I was a kid, I wanted to be an author and I was told so many times, well, you're not going to make money, so don't do that. But if I had just maintained that belief and stayed strong in it, I'm sure I would be wildly successful as an author. You know, I know I would because that's my soul. Yeah. Yeah. Your soul talking to you and you know your truth better than others. Do not let anybody out there tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing because you know your Mm -hmm. own truth. Yeah. And anything is possible. You know, we get to create energy. Like we said, life is not happening to us. Like really anything is possible. I've seen it so many times, so many clients. So if you're listening (laughs) and you need to be reminded of that. Yes. Here's your reminder. Good case studies for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What is coming up for you this year? What are you hoping to bring in this year? Or what actually will you bring in this year? And what are you feeling for the energy of 2024? Yeah. 
You know, overall, I feel 2024 is going to be a much more powerful energy. I really stand firm in this sense that the last couple of years have been very intense cleansing, and it's almost like we were preparing our earth to finally bring in more light so that more of us can be attuned to our own inner power. So I believe that that's going to happen for our collective. And at this time, I think there's almost like this megaphone that's being given to healers and channelers and people that are intuitive because, you know, we're using the power of what's above us, not just here on the 3D. And it's funny, I feel that and I'm like, oh, finally, you know, the rest of the world is is coming along and it feels really good. So I think 2024 will continue to challenge us in some ways, but it's going to be much more powerful. Mm. And for me personally, I have a group coaching program, which I've been pouring all my energy into. It's called Dreamweaver and it Mm. is to connect to spirit and identify your purpose. So I'm really excited about that. That starts February 21st. Yeah. Yeah. And then honestly, um, Spirit is definitely calling me to speak more about Twin Flames. So it's funny that that came up today. Yeah. It's definitely a topic which I still have, you know, a lot of vulnerable. There's a lot to share there, which is very vulnerable and not necessarily something I want to do. But you know how spirit works. Spirit uses you. (laughs) So, hey, that's that's part of my purpose this year. And I'm I'm taking it on. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerability really does allow others to to heal as well. So it's a beautiful vibration as well. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. I feel like this conversation is really empowering and enlightening for me as well. I love being able to have these conscious conversations and bring them to the collective. For people that aren't already following you or connected with you, how can they connect with you and work with you? Yeah. So there are three ways. My website is my last name. It's alziari.co, A-L-Z-I-A-R-I.co. And that's where you can book readings mm-hmm. if you want to connect to spirit or if you're interested in exploring coaching. Yeah. And then my Instagram is spirituality underscore Gabriella. And my YouTube is spirituality with Gabriella. So you can learn about all different spiritual topics. And I've had both of those for so mm-hmm. many years. So dive in, have fun. There's going to be something <laughs> all there. All the goods. Go back to yeah. when you first started. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Watch the journey. Look at where I was and where I am now. And it's so funny. You know, it's amazing having that as like digital evidence of the spiritual path and how you change and transform. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Well, you have such a beautiful energy and my soul really feels nourished by just talking to you. So again, thank you for being a guest on my podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Oh, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. I will catch you all in the next episode. I'm sending everyone so much love and so much light. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you received whatever light codes you were meant to receive today. And if you're enjoying this podcast so far, please don't forget to leave a review and give this podcast a rating before closing out. It really does help my podcast out. And in turn, this helps make a positive ripple effect on our collective vibration. And as a bonus, if you do leave a review, screenshot it and send it to me on Instagram at illuminate with Lizzie. Once I receive confirmation of your review, I will be sending over a free angelic meditation where you can connect with your angels. So again, all you need to do is screenshot your review, send it to me over on Instagram. And once I receive it, I'll send you a link to that angelic meditation that helps you connect with the angelic realm. Thank you again, everyone for your support. And I will see you all again very, very soon. Bye everyone.